Hello and welcome to Divining Egmar, a podcast that talks about how to navigate through the complexities of the workplace as a modern day professional, whilst also having a side hustle simultaneously. We appreciate all of our audience members for taking some time out of their day to tune into another episode and look forward to providing all some value through our show today. My name is Sarah and I will be your host for the podcast. This podcast will be available on all platforms where you can find podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Today, we are going to be discussing a few different topics, such as how we go out about having a neuro-inclusive Christmas, managing your finances during the holidays and dealing with loneliness during this part of the year as part of our Christmas special episode. As a neurodiverse woman and professional, I thought it would be a great opportunity for me to share a few helpful tips for all our listeners out there to create an inclusive environment for their neuro diverse friends and family during this time of year. While it may be very easy to go overboard with your Christmas shopping this year, for those closest to you, it's still important to keep on track of your finances around the holidays and not to put yourself in a hole and setting up yourself for success financially going into the new year. If you don't have anyone to spoil and spend the holiday with um, this year, it's very important that you have the right coping mechanisms to deal with loneliness during the Christmas holidays. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump right into today's episode. To start the show, we're going to be diving into how to facilitate a neuro-inclusive Christmas for yourself and those in your life who are neurodivergent. Whilst preparing for the holidays, there are different, there are different and definitely some accommodations that you can make plans for that can make a big difference to your neurodivergent loved ones and co-workers regardless of their age. On top of the usual source of stress that comes with the holidays, they have to deal with social anxiety, pressure to follow societal norms and sensory overload, just to name a few of them. Now, depending on the type of condition that they are dealing with, it's important for us to be aware of them beforehand and to be able to make the necessary arrangements to make them feel comfortable. This applies to both the workplace and home environment as they're the two most common spaces where intimate holiday festivities are held. We can all agree that this time of year is often associated with multiple different layers of sensory stimulation on different levels, whether it's a bright Christmas light all around us which I don't know whether that's a lot of bright Christmas lights due to the energy crisis or the loud Christmas music that we just can't seem to escape Mariah Carey on loop all I want for Christmas (laughs) 
um, there's often a lot going on everywhere. Um, and it can be quite overwhelming from time to time. Whilst we won't always know which of these variables are triggering to others, it's important to realise that when we do identify certain things that make neurotypical individuals uncomfortable, that we do make the effort to help them decompress by helping them move away from the um, nuisance and give them some comfort during the holidays. Doing so will go a long way in making sure they're able to have the, a more pleasant experience during the holidays. During the holidays, there tends to be an increased amount of pressure to follow social norms that are associated with that time of year. This includes the type of food that we eat, decorations that we use, and even the clothes that we wear. Being flexible about making slight changes to these norms, such as removing bright or flashing decorations, um, decorative items, turning down the music or allowing the, for alternative food options can be a great way to make it more neuro-inclusive. If it doesn't make certain people feel more comfortable, the main thing is to keep in mind is to ask about the items in advance so you can really properly prepare accordingly. Let's move on to the next topic, which is how to manage your finances during the holidays. So it's no surprise that the holiday season is a time of year where people tend to increase spending between Halloween, Black Friday, um, Christmas. The last quarter of the year provides ample opportunities for consumers to go out and spend their hard-earned money <laughs> whilst taking advantage of seasonal deals. This is capped off by the Christmas holidays when traditionally people are wanting to purchase gifts for their loved ones. Um, sort of part of the festivities, you want to buy lots of gifts for your friends and family. Not to mention that all Christmas decorations and attire that people will also splurge on during this time. While getting Christmas Getting in the Christmas spirit is um, exciting. <laughs> How can we ensure that we're still being financially responsible during this time of year without overspending? Well, the best thing to do is go into the holiday season and set aside a budget for yourself to keep yourself within a reasonable spending allowance. Allocate a certain amount of money that you'll be able to spend on gifts, decorations and any type of holiday expenses without breaking the bank. It's very easy for us to fall into that sort of deep trap of overspending our hard-earned money during the holidays, especially with all the Christmas deals and specials that arise during this time of year. While you should always be able to treat yourself and those around you when you want to, it's also equally important if not, not if not more important to manage your finances wisely during this time of year so you don't go broke. A great way to be able to spend wisely during the holidays whilst making sure um, to still be able to partake in the Christmas traditions is um, to be able to manage expectations of your loved ones and have an open dialogue about how you plan on spending your money during the holidays. 
Although it feels great to be able to have an extravagant Christmas holiday with your friends, partner and family, you still want to be mindful about how you you plan on spending your money and how much your loved ones are planning to spend as well. One way to do this is to communicate how many gifts you want to buy for one for one another. So if you're able to set a limit of maybe two or three gifts per person, that way you can get the same number of gifts for each other instead of buying numerous gifts um, for when you only got in them of you and vice versa. Another way you can still get gifts for your loved one is to budget and you can make gifts for them, which can come in any form of like a nice photo collage, a painting, drawing, or even a home cooked meal. Um, and if your loved ones, I might add, are reasonable and understand your situation, you can even say, look, my brother, my sister, my mum, I haven't got any money to buy you a gift this year. But is it okay if I can get one for you in the new year when there's January sales? I mean, that was a tradition I had in my family. Um, and again, it depends on the type of family you had, but we never put any pressure on any one of us to buy gifts. If no one had the money, then as long as you had good health and you were okay, that was the most important thing. One other thing to keep in mind during the holidays is to prioritize spending time with your loved ones instead of spending a certain amount of money on them and that's the key whilst it's very easy to fall into the consumer mindset of spending a lot of money during the holidays it's important to remember um, that you must make time to spend with time with the ones that you care about the most and create memories together like just being around your family and friends should be ultimately enough and being with the cost of living crisis right now inflation and all that's happening in the world i think the most important thing is just to have one another have a community of people that you can hang around with you know i am just recently i had a a call with a group of friends i I have of mine that i meet every two weeks on on zoom and we just have like a little gathering and we talk about things and goals and plans that we hope for the future. And we talk about how we feel and even like hanging around with people from the church and just building that community spirit rather than focusing so much on what gifts you can get people. And I think that is so important and just creating those memories with the people that you love. So like material gifts, like will be there and they'll go but people and the presence of other others is it's just so you can't even put a price on it it's just so paramount it's so important so I would really focus on that more particularly now um, in this time of year you really know who is for you and who is not for you really <laughs> so the last topic I'm going to be touching on is how to deal with loneliness around Christmas season um, if you're not able to be with your closest ones. Um, so for many of us that live in cities and or countries away from our family and childhood friends, the holidays can be a very lonely time of year. Even if you've made friends in the city that you live in or through work, you know, you're in that city, most of 
the people that you would be around would most likely want to go and spend time with their family during the holidays. Um, and they've already made travel arrangements. Um, so it can be quite scary to be spending the holidays alone. And it is important to remember that this time of year will pass and eventually, um, you will be able to know that people will come back, but it's important to create a healthy environment for yourself to cope with loneliness. And what that could mean, you, you may have to find activities that you can do on your own whilst you're alone. So being on your own doesn't mean you have to be lonely and you can keep yourself occupied. So some of the things you can do um, is you can probably read a book, listen to a podcast. I hope you're listening to this podcast. Um, and you can you can find um, online friends that you can talk to either via Zoom or you can go on Meetup, which is another website. I'll put it in the resources that you can find people that are alone during Christmas. If you've got an inclusive workplace, some employers create um, actual meetups on Christmas day for people that are lonely during Christmas. And you can meet up with other colleagues um, during um, Christmas day and just have a chat just to hear another human being's voice. There are other things you can do just to combat the loneliness. You can even paint. You can even create music if you're into making music. Uh, you can always find something for yourself to do during that period. Now, contrary to popular belief, there are quite a few people that actually choose to spend the holidays alone for various reasons. Sometimes they may not have the best relationship with their families, or maybe they live you know, leave really far away that it's difficult for them to make arrangements to see their friends and family. Now, according to a study, one in six adults in the UK is expected to spend the holidays alone during the period, um, during the period Christmas and New Year. Um, there seems to be um, more common around 24% of adults between the ages of 35 and 44 35 and 44 that's i would say that's quite youngish they're planning to spend the holidays alone and around 12 percent of the people who are 55 or older are planning to do the same so 35 to 44 i would say they're kind of millennials and 55 over i would say um they're like the the boomers and probably people where possibly their their children have left home so they're just on their own so that's interesting statistic and i'll put that in the show notes for you to check that out um so what can we do to combat loneliness during the holidays like i mentioned um you need to try your best to maintain contact with your family and friends we have social media you know, so you can, you can FaceTime your, your, um, loved ones. You can send an Instagram, a video call. Um, you can also, you know, text, WhatsApp, whatever works for you. There's always a way that you can get in touch with people. Um, and yeah, maybe it's not physical, but it's virtual and it is a way that you can keep in contact 
with family and friends. Another thing you can do during the holidays, if you're experiencing loneliness, is to find a new hobby. I mean, I spoke to one of my good friends and he is always working and he actually cannot find what a hobby is. He's just hustling and hustling. And a hobby is literally something that you do just for the, the, the joy of it, the fun of it. You know, you're not doing it because you're trying to make money. You're just doing it because it just makes you, it just brings you joy. So maybe think of a hobby. Another thing you could do is like, for me, <laughs> I'm not going to be lonely because I'm going to be with my husband. But if I was alone, and single I'll probably be focusing on studying some exams that I was going to do or just doing catching up on work that I didn't really get time to catch up with while I was you know in the office or working from home because I'm like chasing people as a project manager um you can uh watch a movie alone I love watching movies alone having a hot cup of cocoa <laughs> when it's cold and I'm just watching a movie by myself um you could paint you know if you're into painting although it depends (laughs) but um even if you're like doing things on your own it's good to have alone time sometimes just maybe actually meditating as well because sometimes when you're like on your own sometimes you can then actually just reflect on your own thoughts and really think deeply about things because sometimes the noise of other people can be a distraction. So just thinking on your own is good. And then lastly, you can begin to set goals. So not resolutions or new year resolutions, just actual goals. And when you're setting goals, you need to make sure that they are, they are realistic goals, things that you know you could actually achieve. So I think there's an acronym, which I cannot remember the name, but it's basically... They need to be smart goals, actually. So specific, measurable, uh, achievable, I think it is, and timely. Yeah. Smart goals that you could, you know, in 2023, I'm going to be like this, you know, and if they're small goals, you know, they can, you know, they can be, end up becoming really big goals that you, when you look back, you're like, Oh, I had these small little goals and I managed to achieve them. So yeah, like those are things I would kind of, say that you should do if you're spending time you know being by yourself don't see it as a negative thing it's actually quite good sometimes to be on your own so um i don't know what else i'm gonna say your goals can apply to both personal or professional goals so it is important that you improve on both aspects for the future and again going back to goals um it's better that you try to end the year with a bang so that when you're starting the new year, you have something like positive to look forward to. So let's close the show. And we've talked about all these different areas, which include dealing with loneliness, having a new inclusive Christmas, and not spending all your money during Christmas. Although I don't know if people have a lot of money this year. So I think people will be holding on to their purse strings. But if, if you, if you're someone who's going to spend, please don't spend because you might not be able to afford anything. <laughs> anyway, we're going to close the show and here we go. Please follow me on all platforms where the podcasts are uploaded. Thank you for listening to Divine Enigma. 
And if you got to the end, this is a safe place for project managers and professionals to give you the tools on how to navigate the complexity of being neurodiverse in the workplace. I will see you next week. And we are going to talk more about project management processes, um, follow on from the previous episode on how to understand what it is to be an effective project manager in the workplace. And I will promise, I promise you guys, I am going to do a episode on how I manage my dyslexia and being a successful project manager in the workplace or a project manager professional or a consultant however you want to maybe up all things project management <laughs> all right i'll see you next week have a merry christmas Royalty.